I want to talk a little bit today about careers in fine art photography. And I think of all the years that I've done this show, this is probably one of the questions that just gets asked the most. In fact, I had two emails this week basically asking me about that. And I think part of it has to do with the fact I used to work in the museum world. And also interestingly enough, and I'm going to speak a little bit of, to this today about the fact that this year I have gotten to spend time interviewing eight very successful photographers. And so I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about that and bring that into the equation because I think this is something that people it's very hard to get your head around and particularly if you look at the contemporary art world and you look at some of the big names in contemporary art and a lot of these people are rock stars there is no rhyme or reason or one way any of them became popular or their work became collectible sometimes it's debatable whether the work is actually decent and has any merit to it or not when you come down to the gallery level the quality goes way up but still if you do a survey of people who are successful, there doesn't seem to be any kind of one pattern or one way to go about it. And I think that becomes very frustrating for photographers that want to pursue um, that as a direction. So I wanna talk about some thoughts on that a little bit today. And as I mentioned of the photographers that I spoke to this year, um, I didn't ask it the same way in every interview, but that is a topic that I kind of tried to get around to with everybody is what would their advice be for photographers who are trying to have a go at this. And it's interesting because there were two photographers that I think really gave the most logical answers to this. Uh, one of them was Graciela Itobide, who I interviewed in Mexico City two weeks ago. And she put it very simply, and we were towards the end of the interview, and I you know, posed the question, and she said, well, the, the only two things that you have to have are you have to have talent, and you have to have a passion, and the rest will all fall into place. And that is an oversimplified answer, and it's not particularly unique or original, but she's not wrong. I think you do have to have those two things. You do have to have a talent, and you do have to have a passion, and a drive to do it. It is particularly hard. There is no one way to do it. There's no one way of, no one path to go down to come up with a result of having a career as a fine art photographer. Um, the other person that I interviewed that I thought put this in much more detail and I thought she put it very well was Laura Wilson and that video I have released and I'll link all this stuff up in the show notes uh, if you haven't seen it but she gave a lot of advice in that video towards younger photographers or people in general who want to have a go at it. Now Laura is very successful. Uh, she was Richard Avedon's assistant in the 80s. Um, her son, her, sorry, her husband was a very um, successful executive for a public TV station here in Dallas at the time and all three of her sons are famous actors. Um, her sons are Andrew Wilson, Owen Wilson, and Luke Wilson. So I think if anybody understands pursuing that passion, it probably would be her. And she put it very eloquently. Um, the first thing she said was that rather than call it a career or you know something like that, to call it leading a creative life. And I like that because it takes some of the pressure off of trying to either put a financial um, goal with that or some kind of income related thing, but it's to live a creative life. And this means sometimes you have to have a job um, that allows you to pursue this creative thing on the side. And that's a sacrifice that you have to make. But what she said is, you know, you have to be single-minded about it and you have to be persistent. And I think those two things are really important too. Now, I'm not really telling you anything groundbreaking here. 
Um, these are really more motivational or inspirational ideas behind um, what one would do if they were pursuing uh, becoming a photographer. And I'm not talking about in the commercial world. Uh, in the commercial world, it's different because you can figure out where there's money to be made. But, you know, my father um, is an artist, uh, he's a painter. And one thing that he always told me it's no matter what it is that you do, and I think this is interesting, you have to figure out where there's an audience and somebody who's willing to pay you for it and how do you reach that person. So for instance, if you want to sell work in a gallery, how do you reach people that might be interested in your work? Well, you really kind of need to have that gallery in there to make that happen. So how do you do that? Well, speaking from experience, most museum curators won't talk to unknown artists and most galleries won't either because they are in this to make money or not so much the museum world, but the gallery world. The museum world is into established artists. So neither one of them are going to go out of their way to help anybody's career. You won't get discovered per se. But one thing you can do is historically look at how artists have evolved over history and how that works. Most people do it through connections and through mentorships and through studying. And one thing that's kind of debatable right now, um, it's kind of this trend that people like to debate, is whether or not the college system is actually worth the money that it costs. And I'm not gonna get into that debate here. However, if you can pick the right school, you do have the talent, you're able to develop, you have access to teachers who are in that world. And that can be a huge benefit to you. Now, not all schools have very successful photographers on their faculty, um, really the only the best ones do, but that is something that might be worth pursuing in favor of that education because there's another thing there that you're actually going for. So that's one way of looking at that. Another thing is participating in shows, knowing other photographers. Um, all these things, they're gonna kind of lead up to an end result. And I see that, and I'm not trying to single anyone out, I've had a lot of people ask me this question, but usually the people who ask the question tend to be more isolated in their approach. They are not necessarily uh, talking with and hanging out with other photographers who are more successful than they are. Um, and so I think that's a big gap that's missing. If you are living in a vacuum, it's going to be very hard to get your work seen and get the word out. It's going to be very hard to have any shows on your resume and that makes it very hard to talk to galleries. So like everything is a little bit of a chain that leads up to the next. Now, of course, if you don't care about financial reward or you just want to shoot for personal reasons, then all you do need is a passion and a drive and go and you're going to be in good hands. But if you're looking it actually making a career out of that, it becomes a little more difficult and a little more, And I th but I think you have to pick it apart like that. The one last thing I want to say about this, and I think this is going to be fairly obvious to most people, but photographers and artists in general, creatives, are not necessarily really good at PR and the business side of things. I'm not. Most people aren't. And there's a lot that goes into that, and I think mainly because if you're an artist, most of you understand this, it's an obsession we never stop thinking about it. It's something that we're constantly trying to improve on. It's the last thing we think about when we go to bed at night. It's the first thing we think about in the morning. It's something that is on our minds all day, no matter what we're doing. And so that obsession is what is required to get really good at whatever it is that you're doing. And I think that's important. However, having that obsession, you don't really see what's beyond that in terms of getting the word out. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, 
I always kind of take a little bit of offense when people will pigeonhole artists as just being bad business people. And that is frustrating to hear because it, it makes it sound like it's just an insult. But I'll give you an example. If you consider Ansel Adams, who is a household name, if there is one, and you look at photographers who are, I think Vivian Mayer is certainly coming into that fold now, even though she's no longer living. Ansel Adams did it in his lifetime. What a lot of people don't know about Ansel Adams is that he had a full-time PR guy that he worked with, a gentleman named Bill Turnage. And Bill was responsible for making sure that, that Ansel Adams was in the news, that his prints and, and shows were known. He probably would not be a household name had he not had that partnership with Bill. And I think that's really important to recognize. And I'm not saying that to devalue Ansel at all. I, in fact, I'm saying it to compliment Ansel because what this did is Bill Turnage wouldn't have been able to do it if Ansel wasn't a good photographer. Ansel Adams was an incredible photographer, but that freed Ansel up to make better work and become great. And Bill took care of the rest. You look at any commercial uh, entity today, for instance, Apple, look at their marketing department, how strong that is. Uh, you know, another one, GoPro. Does GoPro make the best cameras available? That's very arguable. They make a very specific niche camera, but they have an incredible marketing campaign around it, and that's why they're popular. And so I think a lot of it is you need to figure out what you can start doing to start making strides in your career. But having somebody helping you do the marketing is not that bad of an idea. And uh, Ansel Adams was one of the most intense at that, and obviously Bill was, was really good at marketing him. But you don't see a lot of other people doing that necessarily. And unless it's somebody like you could argue Peter Lick, who is questionably one of the great living photographers, but he runs a good business and he has a way of marketing himself. Is it work that I'm interested in? Not necessarily, but I do have to commend him on his business skills. And I think there is something to be learned there. I mentioned Vivian Mayer a second ago, and I think that that is a single thing, uh, that's a single photographer who's come along and it's turned the photography world around uh, in some ways because um, her work is great, but there is a mystique about her. I mean, there are people that have never been interested in photography or vintage photography or fine art photography that are very interested in her. But look at the way she's been marketed, and I think it was very smart. There was a, a really well done film uh, on uh, documentary on Finding Vivian Mayer. There's been a lot of books that have been put out. The PR's been good. It's a grassroots thing. There is a story that's being told there, this obscure nanny who left this amazing photography collection behind. But anyway, those are the things that you know you need to look at, and I think as photographers we need to embrace and realize that maybe we've been marketing this the same way too long. Anyway, those are just some thoughts. I'd like to know yours, so feel free to leave a comment. If you enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it with your friends, and as always, subscribe for more videos. I'll see you guys in the next one. Later.